Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison. Joining me as always is Stu Whiffin. How are you doing, mate? I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. You all right? I'm very good. I'm very good. And I'm even better because we're joined by a ranked, and I say that again, ranked number 14 <laughs> featherweight in the world in the UFC, Lerone Murphy. Mate, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing good. Happy to be on here with you guys, and that that rant sounds really good. Um, I'm enjoying that that state. Well, right I, I was going to ask you, like, how how does that feel? You've been working. I, firstly, apologies to anyone listening to this. <laughs> yes. If you could just hear bang, bang, bang. We're recording this on bonfire night. There are some fireworks in the background. A stew, <laughs> me, probably you as well, Lerone. It's going to go a bit crazy. So forgive us for all the the pops and bangs that you might hear in your headphones. But um, but yeah, Lerone. Before we get onto obviously UFC 295, you're now ranked. You've been working towards this for so long. How does it feel to have that number next to your name? It just feels like the warm-up's over almost, and it's like it's time for the real work now. I just know that it's nothing but big fights from here onwards. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for all the challenges ahead. You like some big challenges ahead. Um, I'm, I'm dying to just get to work. Fantastic, fantastic. And uh, what you you mentioned big fights, but like, what's what's bubbling? What's what's going on, mate? What you got? You do you know what's going on next? <laughs> do you know what? I've not heard anything yet because um, I've been recovering from oh, an injury. Yes. Um, I had a little surgery, so I feel like I feel like they're waiting for me to say I'm ready now. Um, his, and then they'll say here's a matchup, but um, I feel like any of them, any of them fights in the top, you know, big fights. I don't, I don't, I don't mind who I get. Um, I'm looking forward to any of them fights, but I feel like I'll, I'll be probably fighting around February, March. February, March. Time. I mean, traditionally March is a London card as well. I mean, I have heard rumours that 
the UFC may not be going to London next year and they might be going a bit more up north around your end. So uh, yes. so well, I don't know if that'll be March or look July. Look at you dropping the to... goss all over this well, podcast, mate. You know, I, I hear things, I hear things. <laughs> Have you heard anything, Lauren? No, I've, 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 heard, a f- I've heard a few things myself um, and... I I, I want to I want to hear the facts yeah. though because it's like I would definitely wait for that card if if to come to Manchester. It's like how can yeah. I miss that card? I'm the only Mancunian in the UFC. Wow, yeah, that's I'm trying to think. Oh, that, that, uh, I was like, oh no, but yeah, Aspinall's like Wigan. Uh, yeah, you're the only Mancunian in the UFC. Then you gotta be cool. on that card, then, man. You have to. <laughs> exactly. yeah, you can't be exactly. Mr. Abu Dhabi anymore. Exactly. You gotta be getting over to Manchester. You know what? Yeah, you know what? I've been I've been dreaming about. Yeah, I've been dreaming about. Obviously, I can't look past anybody, but I've been dreaming about them doing the Manchester card in like yeah. July. I fight somebody in March. One of the one of the guys in March, and I fight again in July. Maybe Barbos yes. or someone like that at home. That would just be crazy. Like, that's just like, that's what dreams are made of. And a a featherweight is a bit of a mad division at the moment in terms of like, really, if you wanted to fight soon-ish, there's not many people available. I was looking at it now, like uh, Bryce Mitchell, Dan Ige only fought a month ago. And I think like Ige or someone like that could be a really good fight for you. Yusuf Barbosa had an absolute war only recently. So Barbosa probably won't fight till (laughs) the summer of next year, given the, you know, him and Yusuf had an absolute war. Evloeb's booked. Giga Chikadze's booked. Calvin Cater, I don't know when he's coming back from injury, but that could be a really fun fight Mm. as well. But, but Alex Caceres is the only one that I've seen that's not booked, but he's technically ranked one place behind you. Like, but are you just like I don't care? Just anyone in the top fifteen? Ideally, I fight someone yeah. higher than me. I think everyone wants to fight somebody higher than them, right? But um, I think it's as it looks now. I think it could be like looking at timescales, like you said. I think Ige is probably the closest yeah. to my timescale. I seen him. He said he's looking for a fight oh. in January. That may be a bit too soon yeah. for me. But um, I feel like he'll wait a month to yeah. fight me. If not, like, I don't know. We'll see, innit? We'll see. But anybody and anybody, I'll be ready. Fantastic. Fantastic. Right, well, you're joining us today because we're going to be talking about what's going down at Madison Square Garden this weekend, UFC 295, which should have been Jones versus Stipe. That is now not happening. Yeah. And an opportunity has come to our man, Tom Aspinall. Um, I mean, first of all, do we, do we start with the Aspinall fight? I mean, I know it's not... you got to, haven't you? We've got to, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, a, a Brit, an Englishman going for... I know it's an interim, but it's going for the heavyweight title. I mean, this is this is massive news. Mm. So I know that Yuri Pereira is the main event technically, but I think we've got to start with Tommy Aspinall. 100%, 100%. And obviously, Tom's took this on a week's notice. Um, Pavlovich has obviously had a full camp because he was the backup fighter for... For Jones Stipe. Um, I mean, Lorraine, if we were to ask you from a professional point of view, how would you, how would you what would you be saying to Tom in his approach to, 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 to fighting somebody that's got serious hands like Pavlovich? Well, Tom's got excellent boxing himself. I feel like that's his that's his game, right? Um, good boxing, good jujitsu. Um, so I think stylistically, it's a it's a good fight for him. Um, Pavlovich is dangerous against anybody, any heavyweight. It's just like I feel like he's just got to go into the fight, be safe for the first round, maybe try to get takedown, um, take away that explosive power from Pavlovich, um, and go look for the submission. Um, 
it's a great fight. It's a great fight. I'm looking forward to that fight, man. Um, I hope Tom can go out there and do it. I think it's his time. I can't see... I can't see. I just. I think he's just the best heavyweight at the minute, over than Jones, and I feel like Jones is coming to the end of his career now. So I feel like if he if he goes out there and beats Pavlovich, it's just his time. I feel like he'll reign for a long Absolutely. time. I mean, you said um, hopefully you know it will take him down in, in, in the first round and then move on to the second round. Aside from, I think it was when he fought Olofsky, um, and I think the same can be said for, for, for Pavlovich. I don't think either of them have really got out the first round for the last six or seven of their fights. So, Just I mean, this a has... Little stat, a little stat on that is I think Tom Aspinall has the shortest average fight time in the UFC <laughs> and the second shortest average fight time in the UFC is Sergei Pavlovich. So this this ain't going to last wow. very long, I don't wow. think. And, and that makes you think as well, Tom taking this on, as you said, like two weeks notice... Weight's not going to be a problem because he's heavyweight. Cardio probably won't be a problem because it probably ain't going to last very long. But Larone is is like sharpness, that kind of like match fit thing. Like when you've been in a camp for eight weeks or whatever it is, is is it is everything just a little bit crisper? Whereas two weeks you're like, oh, you're rushing it all. Like, can that play a factor? I feel like it just depends. It comes down to have you been training consistently anyway. Um, if he's, uh, which he will have, he's an elite fighter. He's what number four yeah. in the world, so it's like he's not going to be taking time off on the cut sofa, going out every weekend. Do you get what I'm saying? He's going to be training, so that aspect aspect of sharpness will be there. And then you have to think about it like this: if Pavlovich has been in camp for eight weeks, who's the fresher guy on the night? Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Um, and that plays a big factor. It plays a big factor. Um, Sometimes the, sh- the sh- guy that's done the shorter camp comes in fresher, comes in sharper. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously see. that didn't happen with poor old Alexander Volkanovsky recently, but it did happen with another Brit in Michael Bisping coming in on what, like 13 days notice and, and taking the belt off Rockhold. So it can yeah. definitely be done and it'll be so exciting to have another UK champ. Do you do you think the boxing is going to be is, is key to it? Because we've seen... Pavlovich just throw like massive like shots, but we've seen obviously Tom can can hit like a truck, but we've you know we know that he's trained with Fury, we know he's boxing, he's phenomenal. He did used to box as well. Um, do you think his movement because we see Tom moving so well? Do you think that's going to be key to it? I believe so. I believe Tom's got the speed advantage in this fight. Um, if you watch it, you watch his, his fights. He's probably one of the fastest heavyweights I've seen. Um, on, in the UFC anyway so it's like I think it comes down to speed and being safe because Pavlovich throws a lot of like swingy overhand kind of shots and stuff like that so just being safe in there but like that's why heavyweight heavyweight fights are so exciting because anybody can win especially the level these two guys are it's like it, it's a top level top top level of um, heavyweight fighting so it can go either way man but I'm rooting for Tom see I I don't know. I don't know what I'd want Tom to do more because as you say Pavlovich has got just that like one touch knockout power we've seen him throwing hands with Derek Lewis with Ty Tuivasa and he's come out on top yeah. but I'm like do you want Tom to be sort of all the way out, skirting around kicks and all that kind of stuff, trying to keep him at bay and then maybe explode him with a one-two, something like that? Or do you want Tom to be all the way in? Because like Pavlovich's loss to Alistair Overeem was like Overeem actually sort of tripping him and taking him down. And, and Tom will be much better than Alistair Overeem when it comes to like those body lock positions and getting it to the ground and then doing damage and submissions on the ground. So I sort of want to see Tom put Pavlovich on his back, but... 
How how scary is it, Larone, when you're standing opposite someone that it's been built up for ages? How like this guy's got that one touch knockout power. He's got dynamite in his hands. He's got all that stuff, and you're like, right. I've got to be so careful with like making sure I'm either all the way out or all the way in. And anytime mm-hmm. you, you've got to kind of, especially if you're going for the takedown, you've got to enter the danger zone to get there. So like, how scary is that? What's going through your head when you're like, oh shit, here we go. I've got to, I've got to <laughs> enter the danger zone to get my game plan off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's life or death in there, honestly. It's like, I've been in there with big, big punches myself. And it's like, you, you see these punches come past your face and you're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like... It's like a hammer, sledgehammer flying past your face, but it's like, like you said, all the way out, all, all the way in, or all the way out. He's got to um, keep keep him on the end of his shots with straight shots, long shots. That'll keep him a lot safer. Um, and then when he gets in close to wrestle, clinch up. And I feel like that's the game plan he's going to go in there with. That's the game plan I would go in there with. Um, and I think that's the game plan that makes the most sense. That, that, I mean, we, we, we're talking about that sort of one-punch knockout power that... You know that we know that Pereira's got, and, and and we've seen with Pavlovich. Is that a gift, like to have that, or can you know can you train that and 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 bet that, or is are some people just got it? Yeah, I, I believe. Well, I, yeah, I believe you just either got it or you haven't. You can't. You can train your technique to become more um, efficient and and add power to your te- technique and whatnot but there's some kids that are just yeah. born with that you, you feel it like these guys in the gym that I've sparred with um, some guys have just got that extra foot <laughs> like yeah. you know what I'm saying there's some people who just got that extra foot and, and you see it in the cage like you know them guys that have just got that next level knockout power them the Anganis of this world and the McGregors of this world um, them guys have just got slightly got concrete in their hands man they've just got a different different type of power Stu we've, we've spoke about obviously like the fight and, and all that kind of stuff but like just off the off the back of this fight being announced Dana has I think effectively come out and said look Jones is going to be out for at least like eight ten months whatever it might be and the likelihood is is that this interim title happens but then Jones still fights Stipe maybe around the summertime of next year are you all right with that? Do you do you think it's okay that Stipe's gone? Look, I ain't fighting the backup fighter in in Pavlovich, and I'll just stick with a Jones fight. And is it okay that the UFC and John Jones and all that? I mean, it's very possible that the winner of this fight defends their interim title before they get a sniff of Jones or, or Stipe. Stu, are you all right with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's the UFC and, and they make big fights, and the money. You know, as much as Tom is, you know, he's a big star. He at the moment is not John Jones or <laughs> Stipe Miocic. Stipe, arguably the greatest heavyweight ever. If he's going to come out of you know semi-retirement, whatever he's been in, and he's going to come back, he's going to come back for what I think will be his final payday, and he wants that to be John Jones. I don't see him coming back to fight Tom or Sergei. Um, I, I, I think he's just going to go for the the big kind of send off and uh, and the big the big payday. What about you, Lerone? Hundred percent, exactly. I agree with you totally. There, um, I feel like they've, them guys have earned it in the UFC. They've been around for a long time. They've gained that respect. It's like, how how do you want to go out? Do you get what I'm saying? It's like they, that. It's legend versus legend. At, at the same time, it's like who's the goat? 
who's the heavyweight goat. So it's like, it's a fight everybody wants to see. And why would they then risk Aspinall versus Jones or Aspinall versus um, Stipe and we never get to see the Stipe-Jones fight, right? Because the UFC must also know something that we don't. They're probably um, both on their last fight mm-hmm. as well, which I think I think um, rumours have been circulating about that. So um, it just makes sense. It just makes sense. Let them two fight. Let um, Aspinall fight for the interim. But I think it should have been just like a number one contender fight rather than an interim title. But yeah, it just. It, I think it just sells a bit more, doesn't yeah. it? If the fight it does sell out. a bit more, and I think also what it does is if those rumours are true and both Jones and Stipe retire once they fight, they just make whoever's the interim champ the undisputed champ, and, and it's just yeah. a bit cleaner. Maybe I don't know, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sad about this change-up at all because I was never into the Jones-Stipe fight. Like, I understand the legacy of, you know, the greatest ever fighter to fight the greatest ever heavyweight, and I get that it would have made loads of money, so I understand why it's booked. But What's I've not to no, like? Well, I've got no interest in Stipe Miocic coming off of, like, firstly, a knockout loss, secondly, two years on the couch, and thirdly, he's like 41, 42, whatever he is. I just... I know he's a legend, but I'm just I don't I don't feel like he would really do much to Jones. And then Jones has got I don't know. I I, I want to see Jones properly tested. Like if he really is the greatest to ever do it, which he might already be. But can you imagine if he's like, yeah, I won the belt of Cyril Gunn, then I'll take on Sergei Pavlovich, and then I'll take on Tom Aspinall. And if he won all those fights, you're like. There's no question anymore. You can't say GSP. You can't say Anderson Silva. You can't say Demetrius Johnson or whoever you're saying. You're just saying, nice, it's Jones. But if he beats Stipe, who's 41 years old, two two years on the sofa, I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't make me think Jones is better than what he was before. I don't know. In my opinion, he's he's already earned the right of being the greatest fighter of all time, in my opinion. But I do get what you're saying. If he does, like the age is at now, if he comes in, in and beats killers like yeah. Thomas Aspinall, young up-and-coming killers, like how can anybody yeah. deny that? Nobody, there can't be no sort of opinion on that. Like it makes sense. But um, yeah, I would like to see him. I would like to see him fight Tom. I would like to see him Well, he's, he's come out in like an Instagram post and he said the two fighters he's most excited about are Sean O'Malley and Tom Aspinall. And it makes you think maybe okay. he's kind of building... Like, I don't know how it works. I'm sure people's minds do work like this. When so many millions can be made, is he laying the groundwork going, okay, let me let my fans know to watch out for this guy? Because then mm-hmm. they start watching him he builds his fan base, and all of a sudden, if John's goes away, John goes away for like eighteen months, two years. Tom's got an interim title defense, then he's the undisputed champ, and then Jones goes, "Do you know what? I'll come back at however old he might be, thirty-nine, whatever. I don't know." Uh, and he goes, "I'll come back for another big payday." Then he's going to make way more money if Tom's a star than what he would if he fought Tom just as like an up-and-coming contender. So maybe it's smart business. Who knows? Well, look, I guess all three of us wish Tom all the best uh, in this fight. And should we, has anyone else got anything they want to add to that? Or should we move on to uh, what is the headline fight, which is uh, uh, Yuri versus Pereira? I just want to make sure you're okay, because it sounds, sounds like someone's got an AK-47 <laughs> right outside your house. <laughs> it's, it's like they're, they're coming it's for going off here. It really is. <laughs> it's really kicking off. Um, but no, I, I mean, other than an official prediction of, I, I think Tom gets a finish, and I, I'm going to definitely be back in Tom. Lerone, I'm assuming you're back in Tom. Yeah, I'm back in Tom. I think I think the fight definitely doesn't go the distance. So yeah, I will back at Tom. Um, I'll spin off finish too. Yeah. Do you think oh, sub or KO? 
I say submission, I'm going to yeah. go with submission. Yeah. You're nodding along there, Stu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I, I think they're going to both sort of. Uh, I think Tom's going to be on his toes a bit in in the first round, just kind of moving about and getting the measure of it a little bit. And then I think like there, there'll be some heavy shots before the end of the first, but I think Tom takes him down and chokes him in the second. Nice, nice. Well, best of luck to Tom Aspinall. Shall we move on to what is actually the main event and a fight mm. I've been so excited about for a long time? Yuri Prohaska. <laughs> Alex Pereira, this is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, Stu, just are you? You must be as excited about this fight as I am. It's, it's a monster scrap, isn't it? And I, I went back before this and watched um, Yuri versus Glover again, which is an incredible fight. It's nuts. Um, it's so good. But one of the things, the positives and the negatives, right, that I saw from watching Yuri now, and the negative, he keeps his hands quite low, um, the way that he fights. But fuck me, he's got a chin on him. Some of them shots that Glover like caught him with, he has got a granite chin. So he's gonna need that when he's you know he's fighting Pereira. But I think that was the sort of coming into this. I thought I'm gonna watch that fight back and just kind of get the measure of of, of Yuri again because obviously you know he's 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 been away. He's been away for you know. A, a, a long time and I mean obviously Lerone you've had your injuries um over your career and like you know how much does that affect uh, uh, affect you know coming into a fight if you've been off with an injury it affects you massively because um this is this is MMA this is combat sports where it's like one versus one it's not like football where you can kind of um, let you te- rely on your teammates to carry you through the game. It's like you've got to be on on your job when you're fighting. So it's like, and you're coming straight back into the top level, a title fight, at the top top of the top level. So it's like, I feel like you lo- you can almost lose a step of that competition. Um, I've heard Dominic Cruz say there's no ring, no such ring as ring rust, but I believe I believe there is. Um, it comes down to sparring a lot as well, getting the right sparring and stuff, maybe travelling for sparring. I don't know if these guys, some guys do that at the top, but you definitely you definitely don't come in the same. I feel like um, you see, even see boxers do it. They, do, they have tune-up fights and stuff like that. So it's just, it's only the UFC where we don't get tune-up fights. We go straight back into the, into the fire. Nice. Yeah, I mean, nice. one other thing that really strikes me about this is that the difference between them is... Uh, Yeri is If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to 1 full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at juvederm.com today. That's j u v e d e r m.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. He's on like a 13-fight unbeaten streak. Not lost, I think, since 2015. And Pereira has only actually had 10 MMA fights. So Yiri's win streak is longer than Pereira's career. And not only that, in his 11th MMA fight, not UFC fight, in his 11th MMA fight, Pereira could be a two-weight world champion in the UFC. That is absolutely bananas. That's mental. Wow, that is next level. That is next level. He fought um, Jan Blakovich last, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Quite a close fight. Yeah, from what it was. I it was. It was. It looked. It looked decent in that, but I feel like this is another step up um, in competition. I know Yang's yeah. been a title um, title holder before, but I just feel stylistically, Year is going to pose um, pose a lot of different threats than Jan Blakovic. Yeah, he's chaotic, isn't he? Yes. Are you about to say how do you prepare for someone like him? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because he's just a tornado of elbows, knees and top knots. It's like, what can you do with Yuri Brashka? It's just nuts. There's no way of preparing for people like that because it's like, they don't even know what they're going to throw. So how are you going to know what they're going to throw? Do you get what I'm saying? It's like throwing just like yeah. wild stuff. But like uh, like you said before, he carries his hands low. He takes a lot of shots. Um, and Pereira is one of the biggest hitters in that division even though he's gone up, he's one of the biggest, hardest punchers. So, can he, I, I can't see him going the distance this fight. I can't see him going the distance this fight. I think I feel like he's going to get knocked out, you know. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're talking about Pereira moving up. I don't know how he ever made middleweight. Like, he looks like a beast at light heavyweight. How he made middleweight is absolutely bananas. But, uh, yeah, I cannot wait for this fight. I can see it, like... Sort of going either way. I think there's like the chaos of Pereira, uh, chaos of Yuri, sorry, mm. could just make hit him with anything. As I say, a flying knee, an elbow, mm. a- anything. And I think he's going to come forward the whole time. But equally, Pereira, like Pavlovich, has got that kind of death touch on him and he's, he can just put you to sleep with one strike. And he's a good, very, very good, you know, world champion kickboxer, yeah. could easily time a counter strike and, and land on his chin. And, and as you said, Stu, Yuri keeps his hands very low. He was rattled mm. in the Dominic Reyes fight that he had and stuff. It's, it's it it really could go either way. I have no idea which way this fight's going to go. Do you think there'll be much grand grand sort of action on there? Do you think like Yuri's going to try and take him down? I think he would be smart to. Um, we've already seen that Pereira has an average ground game. 
Um, I feel like that if he's got any weakness, that is his weakness. It's his clear weakness. Mm-hmm. It's a clear route to victory. Uh, I think. I think he's. I think um, Year is going to mix it up and definitely wrestle. Um, he's going to throw some wild strikes into takedowns or whatnot. Um, I feel like that's the route to victory for me. Uh, if it's going to go anywhere, definitely try to tire him out on the ground, look for a submission, um, and then equal the st- he, he, he levels out of the playing field when you get to stand up again. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he's lost the explosiveness and he's a bit more tired, and then he's worrying about the takedown too. Um, it's mixed martial arts, not not K1. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, it'll yeah. be smart for him to go out there and wrestle a bit at least. Yeah. I I think maybe that's smart. I don't think Yuri's going to do it though. I think he's just going to go crazy, <laughs> just, and that's why I'm excited. If he shoots for a takedown, I'll be disappointed. I want to see I want to see carnage. That's all I want to see. Lerone, does that ever happen? Where like you know you're fighting somebody um, like uh, Pereira, where you know that you know his strength is is his kickboxing and, and his hands, you know, and and however good you are on the ground, do you think, does sometimes ego get involved and you just think, do you know what, fuck it, I'm going to try and beat him at his strength. Does that ever factor into fighters' brains, do you think? Not so much mine, but I, I've heard a lot, I've, I've seen and um, heard a lot of fighters um, just do that, oh, I'm going to try and beat him at his game and stuff like that. I just feel like it's best to go the easiest route to victory in this fight game. Like anything can happen in these small gloves. Anything can happen. We've seen it time and time again. So it's like try getting getting there, take as less damage as you can, and win the fight. Finish the fight. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, for fans, us fans, when we're watching we're watching the fights and stuff, we want to see carnage. We want to see hell break loose. Like we want to see stand up wars, Gaethje type. That's why they're fan favorites. Do you get what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. because because they're, um, they're exciting. But if you're going into a title fight, pff, I feel like the best way is to go and try and just win the fight, in it? So, wrestle. And is it's anything- the fairy tale, Gosh. isn't it? It's the fairy tale uh, if uh, if Pereira can take the belt back off a of Yuri and knowing that he's got yeah. Glover in his corner. like that's, that's a lovely little fairy tale ending, that. I'm loving that. Do you reckon I mean, that I plays on his mind? Like, in terms of, like, you know, getting revenge for your coach. Do you reckon that will enter his mind? 100%. I've seen I've seen um, Pereira and Glover. They're like brothers. They're like brothers. So, it's like, oh, yeah. it, they're very close. So, when, when one of your teammates get get beat, it's always it's always a sweet feeling to go and beat them back for your teammate and get, get one back for him. So, I feel like that will definitely be on his mind. Um, and I feel like he, in his post fight um, speech you'll you'll be talking about that for real I know for sure I I would love to stay on the fence for this fight but I think we should all get off the fence and and make an actual (laughs) prediction (laughs) Stu who's going to win Yuri um, I think maybe third round I think he's going to knock him out Lerone before we had this talk I would I was I was gonna say Pereira, but we had this talk and and we've we've kind of broke down a few little bits about the fight, what have made me think. And now I'm going with Prohaska. Even though he's the underdog. Knockout? I, I can't no. I don't know. No, I can't see him finish I can't see him knocking him out. I can't see him knocking him out. Um maybe decision. Okay. What are uh, you like? I was leaning Prohajka, but you know I, I'm not a sheep guy, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna go Pereira. I, but I genuinely think it could be either, but I'm gonna go Pereira. I think there's very big possibility 
that Prohaska comes at him, jumping around and doing all sorts of crazy stuff with his hand low. And Pereira just times one on his chin. And that's it. Good night. He's just there, slept in the middle of the octagon. It could very easily happen. But really, look. Do you know what'll happen? I've been so excited about this fight. I know what's going to happen. They're going to go into like a little clinch within the first thirty seconds, and Prohaska's shoulder is going to pop out of his oh. socket, and then we're all going to be like, "Oh no!" That's the it's worst. It's going to be a terrible happens. one. And light heavyweight has got really bad luck at the moment. We haven't talked about this enough. Prohaska and Glow. Obviously, Jones leaves. We end up with Prajka Glover at one point, uh, which was, I mean, unbelievable fight. But then Prajka's injured. Then uh, there's the draw between Jan Blahovic and, and, and Ankalaev. Yeah, that allows God. Jamal Hill, as you say, to come in. Yeah. He yeah. wins. And then he gets injured. And now we're here. Like, light heavyweight is cursed at the moment. It so is. we could yeah. have something crazy happen. I, the reason I want Pereira to win as well, obviously I like him as a person as well, but I want to see him and Jamal Hill. I think that would be fireworks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a banger of a I, fight. That is. And I think it's like, uh, to be fair, I'd watch, uh, if you said to me, Prohaska Jamal Hill or Glover, um, mm. sorry, uh, uh, Pereira Jamal Hill, sign me up all day long. Yeah. I think both of those absolutely cracking fights. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of hoping that for the craziness, I want to see Johnny Walker beat Ankalaev if that fight's rebooked. Because as much as Ankalaev is really, really good, mm-hmm. he's not as entertaining as what... Imagine Jamal Hill... Uh, sorry, imagine uh, Johnny Walker versus Yuri Prohaska. <laughs> that is wild. Madness. That is wild. I would love to watch that fight <laughs> so much. That so wild. yeah, that's what I'd like to see. But yeah, you like wouldn't want to be the ref in that fight, would you? No. You would be getting out of the way <laughs> constantly. The ref's got to wear a helmet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, there's going to be some strays in that one. Um, right, let's move on, uh, if we can, to uh, Mackenzie Dern, uh, Jessica Andrade. Um, Andrade really, really active lately. This is her fifth fight this year. Wow. Three fight losing a, streak. But she's on a three fight losing streak. So, but it's to like killers, things- to killers, mate. Well, that's the thing. She's only 32, but she's had something like 25 UFC fights. Not just fights, 25 UFC fights at 32. She's fought the best of the best. Like, is she on the decline? Is she wearing down, though, even though she's only 32? Or is it just that she has fought three absolute killers? She fought Yan Jonan, who's number one contender for the strawweight belt. She's fought Tatiana Suarez, who's an absolute beast in that division that could very easily be a champion within the next year. And then she fought Erin Blanchfield, who arguably is the best flyweight in the world right now. She just hasn't quite got her title shot yet. So she's not losing to mugs, as you say. But I think Mackenzie Dern is a level down from that group of people that we've just mentioned. So I wonder if this will really tell the story of exactly where Jessica Andrade is at at the moment. Uh, Lerone, you got any thoughts on this fight? I feel like it's a good matchup. Like you said, it's a level down from the uh, fight she's had three previously. Mackenzie's a very good grappler, though. She's been getting... Uh, um, Andrade's been getting gra- outgrappled very yeah. recently. So, And I also said, like you said, five fights this year. I feel like she's just at the point where she's just... It just is. She, she don't think she's going to be champion. It just is what it is. She's just fighting, just staying active. I don't think. Yeah. I feel like, uh, just, yeah. I feel like she's just done it all, hasn't she? Really, she's kind of done it all. She's been there, done that. Yeah. She's just fighting now. Um, she's almost like I don't want to be sound disrespectful, but she's almost like a gatekeeper now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I hear that, Stu. What, what what's your thoughts? I, I kind of echo what Lerone says. I think like 
she's been so active. I think she's just going into training camp, training camp, training camp, rather than kind of recovering and maybe sort of getting back in the gym and 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 training on techniques and stuff. And 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 I think that I don't know. I don't even. I, I don't necessarily think. I think Dern's going to struggle to take Andrade down, um, but and and I do think Andrade will win this fight. I do mm. think that 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 her hands. Uh, it's the biggest step, as you know, we, we we've sort of touched on that. It's definitely the biggest step up to date for for, for Mackenzie Dern, and and I think she's you know, uh, yes, she's coming off of three losses, Andrade, and we you know we, we we spoke about who those people are, but she has got dynamite in her hands, and 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 I do think that this is a big big test for for Mackenzie Dern. What about you, mate? Yeah, I think um, I think Mackenzie Dern's got that kind of jujitsu style that. Like, I, I I find it slightly frustrating and I don't know what it is, but it's like you watch fighters that are like unbelievable jujitsu practitioners, but they they haven't mastered taking people down yet. It's almost like they can get an overhook or whatever and pull guard or if they're being taken down, then they can, you know, do their thing. But I feel that there's so many people like Damian Meyer and with all due respect to him and I love the man, Paul Craig sometimes a bit like this where... You know he wants to fight on the ground. Whether he's on his back or on top, it doesn't matter. He's lethal down there. But just that they don't seem to be able to really get that double leg going or, or that single. And, and I don't know what it is because uh, I, I just don't know enough. Lerone, maybe you can enlighten me on this on what it is. Like, why are some of these great jujitsu practitioners just Ooh. sometimes really struggle with the wrestling side of getting it to the ground? Yeah. Uh, from what, what just popped into my head then, from a quick thought, is like because they've spent so much time in jujitsu, they've not spent any time in wrestling. And these 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 people are like, Elite level jujitsu. Do you get what I'm saying? It's all, the only people that have like jujitsu and wrestling are like the Dagestanis that have trained yeah. a wide range of martial arts from from young. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like they're the only guys that that have have that um, full game. But I do get what you're saying. There's a lot of jujitsu people, mostly the Brazilians, that are just like straight jujitsu, Muay Thai, no wrestling. Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? And I mm. think that that's kind of Mackenzie Stern style. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I I feel I feel like I can see McKenzie really struggling to get this fight to the ground and I think and I hope this doesn't sound disrespectful but I feel like McKenzie's striking's really improved under Jason Perillo. We saw it I think in the Angela Hill fight where where mm. she's really improved her striking, got a lot better. But previously, I feel like I've seen her have a little bit of timidity. She's she's got a little bit worried about being in the pocket with people. And if you're in any way concerned about the striking exchanges, the person you don't want opposite you is <laughs> Jessica Andrade because she will lay those punches thick and fast on you. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree with you, Stu. I think Andrade gets this done because I can really see her cracking Mackenzie Dern early and Dern just being quite rattled by that and yeah. just having that thing of like, I'm, I'm going to try and clinch up and just pull guard and it's not going to work and Andrade's just going to stand herself. over her yeah. and yeah, yeah I think it's going to be a, a tough night for Mackenzie Dern yeah I, I agree Lerone well I'm not a sheep so I'm going to go <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Mackenzie Dern <laughs> good man good man well let's move on to your division Lerone and it'd be interesting to know how much you keep an eye out 
on uh, fellow featherweights. Like we've got, uh, I mean, unranked, but uh, Pat Sabatini and Diego Lopez. Now, I, I didn't know anything about Diego Lopez until he came in on short notice to fight uh, Movzar Evloev. And then I was like, oh shit, this guy's mm. really good. Talk about good jujitsu. He's really good. He looks big for the weight class as well. Do, do you pay much attention to the guys uh, in your weight class, even though they're a bit maybe lower down the rankings? I watch everybody down to the contenders because I know really? whether, you, whether you're going up the ladder or down the ladder, you're going to come against some of these guys at some point. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I like to just keep an eye on everyone. Um, and like you said, I watched this fight against Mob, so I didn't know anything about him beforehand. And then I was shocked. I was like, wow, how come this guy's not been in the UFC already? Like... Where's he? Where's he come from? Almost, and he's, he looks very, very good, very dangerous. I reckon he'll be in the top fifteen after this fight. I think he'll get um, he'll get a shot at the top fifteen after this fight. So I'll be watching that fight. I'll I'll be keeping a close eye on that fight. I think he takes that fight. Um, I think he's a better grappler than Sabatini, and he's got better stand up than Sabatini. So I think he, I think he's better than him everywhere. To be honest, fantastic, Blake. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm gonna. I, I think it's gonna be an interesting one to see what Sabatini does because obviously we saw in the Evloev fight how good Lopez's jiu-jitsu is. Like he nearly got an armbar like twice. Mm. There was like a heel hook attempt. There was a. He's really dangerous off his back, and he seems like a big guy with half decent Muay Thai as well. But Sabatini seems to do quite well in the wrestling exchange. It's like, do you back your wrestling? And do you get on top of him and try and do the ground and pound despite how dangerous that might be? Or do you go, even though it's my secondary skill set, I've got to keep it standing because this guy is so dangerous on the ground. It's going to be really interesting to see how Sabatini plays this. Well, you've seen, you seen, you seen the fight with Hamza and Gilbert Burns, right? It's the same. It's a similar, yeah. similar style, stylistically and... A good, good. It doesn't matter if you're a good wrestler or whatnot. Like you don't want to go down there with them kind of guys because over 15 minutes, one of them submissions is a good chance it's going to come off. Off. Um, Evlyov was just Evlyov was just fitter than him. He was in camp, obviously, at short notice. I think. I think if them two fought on a full camp, it's a different fight. Honestly, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I think that's a really interesting one. Um, Stu, have you got any thoughts on that fight? Or do you want to move on? I, let's, I, I want to get on to the God of War because uh, Benoit Saint-Denis, wow. I, I could oh. watch him all day long. I mean, this, yes. this guy, he's, he's, I mean, Blake, I know you're a big fan. Lerone, are you a fan? That's a, me, at the first time I watched him live in Paris um, yeah. and I was I was so um, amazed with his performance and I thought, wow. I was like, is this guy ranked? I'm asking guys, is he ranked? he's not even ranked. I'm thinking he's got a big future, man. He's, he's well-rounded. He comes forward and he's entertaining, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to that fight. That's a banger. That is a banger. So yeah. was you, what, you was you was cage side for the uh, Thiago M- Moses fight. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, oh, I was. Man. I was. I seen that it live. atmosphere sounded amazing. It was. It was, and it was just like actually being there is so much different than watching it on TV because it's like it's real. Like you seeing like the blood. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like you're just actually there, and then like the atmosphere as well. Them French fans is just like. Different, different class. The best fans I've ever seen, I've ever witnessed, wow. ever by a mile. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and they they love uh, uh, Saint Denis as well over there. I remember in the, the Paris card there the year before, how nuts everyone was going for him as well. And I mean, he's only lost one fight, and that was a short notice fight up at welterweight. Wow! So like he's unbeaten at lightweight, four fight win streak in the UFC, and as you said, 
he demolished Moises. He seems to be like one of these guys that can go in there and have an absolute brawl with you, but all of a sudden turn in and into like an elite level wrestler. And like he seems to have it all ex French special forces as well, which probably doesn't help with your uh, hurt with your mindset, <laughs> you know. Um, but I mean, look, Frivola is another one of these guys. Frivola seems to like relish a brawl mm. he loves being in the pocket he loves taking one giving one slipping one giving another one like that's how he, he operates and you know it's, it's done relatively well for him like last four fights for frivola have all finished in the first round one of them was a loss to terence mckinney but now he's on a three fight win streak uh and he as i say he just loves a brawl and i really think this card is opening in the best way something he and frivola is like exactly what you want to open a main card to just go there you go this is what we're all here for yeah. and it's just going to be set the bar mayhem and get, set the yeah. bar that yeah. that i mean i'd like to say it's potential for fight of the night but i don't think it goes long enough to be fight of the night i think it's a performance Mate. for whoever lands that shot this is the fight that the casuals that probably don't know who they are are going to be going, who the fuck are these two guys? What yes. is going on here? That's the fight. That's what that's going to do. Um, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, Frivola stood and, and, and had a big old brawl with, with, with Drew Dober, who, who's got big hands as well. And so I think, you know, we're in for something really, really special with this fight. It's an, it's, yeah, it's an excellent fight. And it's like... Uh, Frivola, he, like you said, he lost to Terence McKinney, but that can happen to anyone. It's the first punch of the fight. He got caught cold. Yeah, so he got caught. It was like six seconds, literally six or seven seconds. It was first, so quick. First one, two, three. He, he knocked him out. And it's like I feel like that he needed that because he's grown and he's looked. He's looked. Ten times better ever since. Do you know what I mean? So that match of this crazy. I'm looking. I can't even pick a side. I'm sitting on the fence for no. that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go Saint Denis just because I really love him. I think he's a bit younger as well, yeah. and also the fact that he's unbeaten at lightweight and Frivola has had a loss or, or two. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with Saint Denis, but if Frivola lands that shot, I will not be surprised at all. I just I really want to see something he do well. He just seems like a really exciting fighter, and he's young as was well. only 27 or whatever. So. Yeah, I, I think it could be some... If he gets like a bit further, like it gets ranked and, and all that stuff, which he will if he beats Frivola, he'll be like 14th, then he can progress from that. And if he's got that French crown behind, crowd behind him like every September or whenever yeah. they're doing these cards and he's up there in the top 10, top 5, that's going to be some really cracking nights in, in Paris, I think. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Totally agree with you as well on that one, Blake. I think that... Uh, you know he's he's such an exciting fighter, and and, and I think we're gonna we're gonna see him do something fantastic. And I think we're gonna see him get a get a stoppage over Frivola. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. Um, look, I don't have a huge amount to say about the prelims uh, of this card. I think they're fine, but I think think one thing that uh, stood out to me is is Steve Ersig against Alessandro Costa, just because. I really love Steve's story that he came in on short notice and fought, I think it was David Dvorak uh, who was ranked and fought him on short notice in his UFC debut and is just doing bump straight into the rankings. And the fact that he looks like a young Steve Carell is absolutely (laughs) brilliant. He looks like he should just be doing The Office or something like that. He's absolutely fantastic. Just so, and it reminds me a little bit of like Ryan Hall. He's just that guy who you're like, this guy's not a fighter, yeah, and he's just cool like one. there, like 
Just like winning a fight and just going, yeah, I did. Yeah, just shrugging. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I'm the guy that looks like this, but I win fights. It's strange. Um, but I, I love that. So, uh, yeah, I want to see him do well. Um, uh, Costa, though, should be a really good fight because, I mean, Costa lost in his debut to Albazi, and we've seen Albazi smashing it. Doing well. There's no shame in, in losing to Amir Albazi. Uh, and then he beat Jimmy Flick in his last fight. So, um so, yeah, could be a really good fight. This one is really interesting because you don't know what Steve Ersig's really going to be like. Yeah. Absolutely. There's actually, actually a good few fights that I've seen on the um, prelims, to be fair. Um, the Borscht Czech and Sadik- Sadikayev, that's a good fight as well. Lightweight, have you seen, yeah. seen much of them too? Is, is this Slava Claus? Yes, yes. Slava Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He does the little Russian dance, yeah, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. End of winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the kid is Fantastic. fighting. The kid is fighting. Um, just beat. I think he beat Terence McKinney recently. Maybe if I'm right. Um, Look that up for you. As a as a guy, he's, he's good. He's good. Technically sound. Very good. You're absolutely right. He beat Terence McKinney in his last fight. Look at you, Lerone, dropping the knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, you boffin. You've been doing your research and you've been revising, haven't you? Um, but but that's it. But and Terence McKinney's one of those really interesting fighters, isn't he? That like. It's very rarely is it going to go to a decision, and it's either you you test yourself and get past him, or you get put back in quite a devastating yeah. fashion. So that is they say that is a, that is a good one. Um, Stu, is there anything on the card that you wanted to talk about outside of the, no, the cards? Uh, uh, you know, for me, it's quite top heavy. I think you know the the, the main card is so exciting, and uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know after time you watch the prelims and you just get absolutely <laughs> surprised and shocked by some gems there. They're matched right and you just get some absolute fireworks. And incidentally, mine seem to have stopped now, which is uh, now we're getting to the end of the podcast. My fireworks have stopped. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Before you, before you go anywhere, Lerone, I just, we've obviously got some big fights of British fighters coming up and I'd just like to... To, uh, sorry, Blake, did, was there any more fights in there you wanted well, to talk no, about? I, I always think it's really important to make sure we talk about any ranked female fighters on the cards when uh, I think they get looked over quite a lot. So I think I just wanted to shout out the fact that Tab Ricci ranked 10th against Lupi Godinez, uh, ranked 13th in the straw weight division. Uh, Ricci's on a four-fight win streak. Godinez on a three-fight win streak. Uh, and the only reason I really love Lupi Godinez is because every time she wins, she jumps into the arms of Michael Bisping, oh, Joe yeah. Rogan, or whoever it is. And I really love a gimmick. Any kind of little gimmick that you can get as a fighter. Lerone, I don't know if you're into this stuff. Probably not. But any little gimmick you can get as a fighter where you do a shooey or you jump into the guy's arms or whatever it is, I'm into it. It makes you more memorable and it makes fans like gravitate towards you a little bit. So good luck to to both of them because, you know, the winner of that fight's on a really long win streak and could be looking at another, a big fight in the top 10 coming up after that. Maybe not far away from a title shot if they win that. So always good to shout them out. But Stu, what were you saying? I just want to pick your brains uh, quickly, Lerone, on uh, how you see these fights going. Some big, some big fights that are coming our way soon uh, for, for UK fighters. Um, Paddy versus Tony. How are you seeing that going? It's a, it's a very strange fight, to be honest, um, because obviously Tony's on six fight win, um, losing streak um, and Paddy's won three in a row. So it's like, it's just a matchup that never happens. But Tony's still dangerous, man. I think everyone's like counting Tony out to be done. I, I, I think he's way past his time, but I think he's still dangerous. It's still a dangerous fight for uh, for Paddy. But I think Paddy gets it done. I think Paddy gets that finished one. He should finish that fight, yeah. And it's like, it's a dangerous fight for Paddy because if he wins that fight, everyone's thinking, 
well, he's lost six before. He's supposed to win that fight. And if he loses that fight, he's lost six, but he's beat you. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I think it's a lose-lose fight, but I think he gets, to, he gets it done safely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ian Gary versus uh, Vicente Luque. Hmm. Good fight. Very good fight. Mm. Ah, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Luque on that fight. Oh, really? Yeah. Why Why do you think Luque gets it done? I just think, like, the experience and the, the, it's like a, it's just like a different level. Who did Gary fought Magni last, right? Was that his last fight? Yeah. Magni. Yep. It's, this is a different level. I think once you start getting into them, like, sixes, sevens, um, fives, almost like it's just a different level, um, different level of competition. I think Gary's a very good fighter. Very, very gifted, and I think he'll, he'll he'll challenge for the title one day. But I think I don't think he's on Luke's level at the minute. He might surprise me, but I'm going to go Luke. Can I ask you a question on on the Ian Gary thing at the moment? Just because I don't know anything that's gone on behind the scenes or anything. Yeah. I, I only know from what I've heard predominantly from Ian Gary in terms of his social media posts and all that stuff. The situation where he was training at Renegade in Birmingham. And then he's come out recently and said, oh, Leon and his team don't want me training there anymore. In his words, probably because they're a little bit worried about a future fight between the two of them. Do do you think that that is understandable, that Leon wouldn't want him training at the gym? Do you think it's harsh? Do you think it shows weakness? Not any of these things. I'm a huge fan of both Ian and and Leon. So I like the idea of them training together and like iron sharpens iron and all that stuff. But I can also sort of understand the point of view of like, hey, I'm the champion. I might fight you in a year's time. I don't want you knowing all my stuff and using my training partners to get better. And also Luke and Gary train together, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's. I think. I think that's strange, and I've never really <laughs> agreed with the the cross training when you when you can fight because it takes away that um, the unknown. It takes away the unknown. It takes away that fear factor. It, you're picking up um, reads and stuff like that. Oh, from training, I've never really um, agreed with that. It's like I was supposed to train with Nathaniel Wood years, years way back, and it's like. I always had, had in my mind, okay, I'll train with you, but we, we can't fight. If, if do you know what I'm saying? Like it's going to be one of them. Yeah. It'll be one of them. That's how I, I've always looked at. It. I've always told my coach, like, don't really want guys that I might fight in the future training at the gym. Simple as that. Yeah. So I'm on Rocky's side in, with that one. Yeah. Why are we training together? Why am I like Rocky's like a coach at Renegade? By the way, he's like one of the coaches. He's showing his techniques. Why am I going to give away all my gems to you when when you could come and try and take my title? Like yeah, do you know what I'm makes makes perfect yeah. sense. Makes perfect sense. I mean, you you just brought up Nathaniel Wood there as well. He fought recently against Naimov. It was one of those ones. I I was actually doing a, a broadcast for for TNT at the time, so I didn't get to watch the fight properly. Yeah. But it seemed to some people a bit controversial. It seemed like Naimov obviously won on points, mm. but there was, I think, two low blows, some fingers, fingers in, the gloves, in the gloves, yeah. all these different things. Like, did you see that fight? And do you feel like Nathaniel was hard done by uh, on that fight? I don't think he was hard done by. Um, I think he got he got beat fair and square. Not fair and square. Not definitely not fair and square. He got beat every round, but there was there was definitely um, fouls that the ref should have picked up on. Maybe if the ref was a bit harsher, further fouls wouldn't have happened. Um, but I think because he lost every round, it was like 
can like can you really say he was hard done by? Do you know what I mean? But I think I do think he looked good in the last round, and I think if he would have pushed the pace earlier on, he would have finished that fight. I think he's better than Nayamov. I think he should have won that fight. Um, but as athletes, we all have bad days. Do you know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's just a bad day in the office for him. It's just one of them days. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of like just the fouls and stuff, I feel like in general in the UFC, it's like. Mm-hmm you might as well cheat a little bit because it's very rare that you see people have points taken off of them or like, I know in the Leon Edwards fight against Usman, the second fight, he had point taken off of him, I think, and, and was maybe returned to a position where he'd, he'd grabbed the fence. or That was Goddard, was. right? Was that Goddard? Might, might have been, I can't remember. There's some referees that are like very strict on it and very good referees. Um, and then you'll have there's other, some other referees that are just like not really picking up on it. And I think this was a case of that. Yeah. It, it needs to be spread across the board, evenly, like properly. Um, and you should be getting like the same level of ref in each fight. But I, I think that's impossible. But yeah, that's how it should be, really. But do you ever think, do you know what? I might as well throw in a little fence grab or a ball kick here because I'm probably he's, he's gonna say like if you were tired yeah. the chances are you're not gonna get points out if you're tired just go I'll just land one right downstairs <laughs> on him right now because all the ref will do is separate us yeah. I'll get a few minutes to recover anyway which yeah. I need and then uh, I mean it just seems like cheating's almost like well you might as well mm. yeah you, you're right it, 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 it definitely need to um, pick up on some of these things and give harsh penalties and stuff like that. I think the, some of the fence grabs are like reactional though. You don't actually mean yeah. to sometimes, do you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to like differentiate that from um, purposely cheating and, and accidental, do you know what I mean? And even the groin strikes, but I feel like reoccurring, reoccurring, you should definitely get a point take away, taken away. Yep. Yep. And, and lastly, Lerone, you, you've mentioned Rocky already. Yeah. Um, how's that fight with Colby going to go down? Mm-hmm. That's a good fight. It's a very good fight. But I think um, if we MMA maths doesn't make sense, like to say, but I think if you go off um, Colby's record, lost two fights to Usman, Rocky's just beat Usman twice. Um, I can't see I can't see anybody beating Rocky for a long time, you know, to be honest, I swear. Like, and that's just like an honest opinion, not I mean, just because I know him. I think he's too well-rounded. Like he's, he's too well-rounded, too smart in there. Um, and he knows how to win. Um, so I can't, I can't see him losing that fight. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but I, I'm going to throw one more at you, Lerone, if yeah. it's all right, just as the last one before we go. And I hope people were hearing all the fireworks and able to stick with us with all this. But um, obviously in your division, yeah. Arnold Allen, Movsar, Evloev, how does that one go down? Very good fight. Very good fight. Um, I feel like... Arnie's always been up here. He's always been he's always been very high level. Um, but Movsar's got better and better as the years have gone by. He's he, 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 after I trained with him years ago, and he was like more of a wrestler then. I feel like he's 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 got got a lot better everywhere now. But I think, like I said before, once you get into them top them top couple um, numbers like one to five, I think it's just a different level. I think. I think Arnold's been in there with better fighters. Um, I'm gonna go. I think Arnold gets up, get out, gets that one done. Um, probably a decision or something. Yeah, nice. 
I agree. I'd like to see that as well. Big fan of Arnold on this show. And big fans of you, Lerone. Thank you Absolutely. so Thank much you. for coming on the show, mate. Really massively appreciate it. And uh, where will you be watching uh, UFC 295? Are you just going to be at home? You're going to stay up for it? Or are you going to kind of wake up and have it on record in the morning? No, I've, I've stopped myself staying up unless it's like one of them. Like, I've stopped myself staying up because it ruins my whole week. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm yeah. up until six and seven o'clock, it, it ruins my whole week. And then I don't train the next day and stuff like that. So I kind of stay off my phone don't look on don't look on social media and I'll watch the fights um, replay in the morning so and then I can then I can train to my full ability and stuff like that I'm not losing no sleep but yeah I, I can't wait for them fights it's a big card um, and I'm looking forward to it every fight Lerone, thank you so much for coming on, man. It's been a real pleasure catching up with you, mate. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Good to see you guys as well. Pleasure to be on here. Thank you. No worries. Right. We'll see you later, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>